Hey guys, this is Dee Williams with This Comics Life. On this episode, we're going to be talking about why bumps and getting hit in the nuts is so funny, the Bible versus National Geographic, and we followed up all with um, coming to terms with being uglier than Lance Bass. Coming up on This Comics Life. Let's check it out. Everybody, this is again D. Williams with This Comics Life. This is the only podcast that follows my stand-up career week by week through one open mic to the next, following my pitfalls and my triumphs all through this podcast week by week. Did I say week by week? I meant week by week. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in once again. I hope you subscribed, and I hope you've found it through a friend because this is the only way I'm going to get popular is having a million people tell another million people that this show is great and I'm great. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you again. And, um, I want to get right into it. I'm sure you're all thinking, why the fuck is this guy playing Dave Matthews Band? Dave Matthews Band is stupid as fuck. And I understand. You guys, don't worry. He is awesome. And if you're a 90s kid like me, if you grew up in the 90s, you have a small affection for Dave Matthews Band. I know it's a guilty pleasure. I know deep down inside, you were thinking to yourself, like, as soon as that hit, as soon as that song hit, you were like, I remember this. I remember when I heard this song, but I can't tell you it because it was 20 years ago and I don't want to seem that old, but don't worry. You can be that old because I'm that old. I am that old as well. I have just now realized now that I've said that out loud, that that song came out in 97, right? As soon as I I was a sophomore in high school and that song came out, Right as soon as I was like coming to like terms with like what is out there in the world, I, I started really coming into like my own, I guess, taste, if you will. I had a lot of inspiration from a lot of other people. You know, I didn't really have that older brother that showed me the way through music. So I had my mom who was a single mom for a long time, and I also had my stepdad and my other dad other dad meaning real dad that is a weird thing about real dad versus uh you know stepdad like why do we call him the real dad he is the real father even though the stepfather was the one that actually raised me and like molded me but we we use real father like i i know a lot of other people's you know lesbians mostly they like to use the word sperm donor but my mom wasn't a lesbian so i wouldn't think she would want to use that word or that phrase sperm donor it's not like he wasn't around either you know sperm donor connotates the the that he was just there to hump and pump and then it was splitsville but that wasn't it it was just like he was there for you know every other weekend and then turned into every other month and then it turned into every other year (laughs) 
I should start playing the, the, the sympathy violin music right now. Oh, man, get your wine glasses out, fellas and ladies, because this is the time where I shed all my troubles about the world and my parents. No, that's not really. <laughs> I, won't, I won't subject you guys to that unless I turn it into a comedy bit later in future uh you know uh time and space or whatever you know it's one of those things where maybe i'll bring it up on stage one time or or someday but i think that is the big thing with with comedy is that people want to hear the pain people want to hear you struggle and the things that make it like oh man it sucks to be that guy let's laugh at him and you know i like being that guy but when does it get too serious? When does it get to the point when you're like, uh, that got into a little realm where I don't think I'm comfortable hearing this anymore. I don't think I want to laugh anymore. This guy is really morose. And this guy is kind of trying to do a Jim Gaffigan. I don't know why he's talking like this. <laughs> But yeah, uh, let me get back into Dave Matthews for a minute. Uh, I loved Dave Matthews Band, especially when I was in high school. It was the first band that I really got into on my own. You know, I had a friend uh, that was in band. Okay, I'm a band nerd. I was in band, and uh, another band friend of mine said, Hey, have you listened to this band? Dave Matthews Band. He is great. And I was like, hey, what is this? Oh, it has a violin and a baritone saxophone with a crazy drummer. What? Okay, let me check this out. And, of course, it was really good 90s gold. This is quintessential jam band 90s music. And I loved it. But, of course, you know, once I got a little older, I strayed away from the Dave Matthews Band. I found other things that I liked. But, of course, being an old fogey and going into your elder years, I mean after 30, you go into those years and then you start getting nostalgic. That's why there's so much nostalgia on TV right now. Everything you can think of is nostalgia. That's why reboots are fucking everywhere. Is because we're at an age... And I'm talking about the guys that are my age. We're in this really weird realm of we want to see everything again that we've seen from our childhood. And I don't know if that's me because I'm not really wanting to see a lot of things from my childhood. Yes, I do find it fond and entertaining to see Ninja Turtles and all these other things that are great from my childhood. But do I really want to see it in a really incarnate in a stupid incarnation that's really not that great? It doesn't really hold up and it's just to make a quick buck. I don't really want to see that. I want to see something original. I want to see something that I haven't seen before. And I'm not talking about like a boy meets girl, boy loses girl, boy turns into zombie, boy gets uh, fended off by a girl and then girl later kills zombie and then boy ends up uh turning into a uh, some sort of uh, maniacal butterfly warlock and then turns into uh, a straight uh, vampire. No, I don't want to see any of that stuff 
but maybe I don't know. Do I? Do I want to see a movie that has zombies turning into vampires and also getting killed and eaten by their loved ones? Do I want to see that? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> let's try to make it, man. Hey, guys, producers out there in in La La Land, let's try to hear make that happen. Cause I want to see something original and maybe three, four things just getting bombarded and fucked over one another is maybe original, but who knows? I think for the most part, I'm rambling a lot about just stupid stuff and (laughs) things that kind of just are on the top of my head. I don't know what's going on, but I'm glad that you guys are tuning in. I'm glad that you guys are telling a friend because I have been noticing that there is a lot of people listening from week to week. A little peep, you know, a few people listened on the first episode, but then more people listened on the second and then more people listened on the third and so on and so on. And I like to see it growing. I like to see it being bigger and better each and every episode. And I will listen to this last episode and I will listen to the first episode and it is bounds and leaps different between one another. And I'm sure if you listen to this episode or if you are listening to this episode, you will hear it being way different than the first episode. And I understand. Uh, it's it's a, it's a growing pains type of thing. It's everything. Everything takes practice and effort and just going over and over and over and repetition and repetition. And that's what this comedy thing is about. Comedy is all about repetition. That's the big secret amongst most stand-up comedy is that they don't want to show you the what I'm showing you right now. They don't want to show you what sucks at the beginning and what is definitely dog shit at the beginning and then what gets molded into a great masterpiece. What gets molded from the dog shit into the gold. And that's what I'm trying to show you guys right now is that right now this is dog shit. Some of it is good. Some of it has like a kernel of corn and that corn is made of gold. But amongst all that corn is shit. And all of that shit is what you're hearing in these couple of first episodes. And I am running into a huge writer's block. I am so much... The last four episodes... The last... Not four episodes. The last four open mics I've done were completely dog shit. And I've just ran into not just coming to terms with what's not funny, but I'm having trouble trying to make things funny that I've said over and over and over and it hasn't gotten a laugh it's like ah, when do i drop this versus when do i just keep trying to keep it going just maybe i just haven't worded it right maybe i just need to throw in this instead of that or whatever and suddenly it'll be funny but i still no matter what I try, it doesn't get a laugh. And I just don't know if it's my delivery or if it's just the joke itself. And, of course, I try to talk to people about this, and they're like, uh, I gotta go. Where are you going? Uh, somewhere not here. Uh, take it easy. And then you go, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just uh, see you at the next time I bomb. And then you awkwardly walk away. And I don't want to call anybody out. Like, I understand it. 
if I was killing, if I was telling jokes that were actually funny, people would probably be like, man, I need to hang out with that guy. Who is that guy? What's his name? D. Williams. Oh, man, I need a friend invite him or something. And nobody's doing that. I mean, there are a few people. For, I mean, I can't say that, that nobody is doing it. I like the people that I've met. They're all really cool people, and they're all way funnier than me. That's what I want to definitely tell you. Like, there are a lot of people that are way better than me, and I want them to be on this show because it'd be great to have them. But <laughs> to see what people were actually doing besides me and to not necessarily, like, go into their footsteps, but to just try to hone in on what do they do, what is it about them that makes them hilarious and what is it about me that I can maybe try to mold into that or just try to take a little sliver of and go yep I got it from him and this guy or this girl was awesome in letting me figure it out with them or whatever <laughs> anyway um I will say this uh open mic that I'm gonna show uh, or t play for you guys in a little bit it's not a bomb it is getting a few laughs. It has. It is at a new club that I've never been at before. It was called the Scallywag. It's a barbershop over in uh, Fullerton or Placentia in Orange County, California. And I will say it's a good little club. It has a lot of people in it, mostly comics, but it don't, don't matter. Uh, it was definitely a good venue. There was a one uh, lady in particular that was definitely laughing throughout the whole time. And I, uh, uh, whoever's that is, uh, please come to my shows every time. Please come with, see me every place I go to. I need you and like 20 of, the, of your friends to come and see me every time I perform because that would make me very much more into thinking that I have a craft and thinking that I have jokes that actually work because without you, this would have not been as nearly as successful as what it was. And I thank you, mysterious lady who I don't know and I never heard from ever again. And why didn't you write me? And why didn't you come up to me and, you know, tell me that I was the best thing you've ever heard? Come on, lady, you laughed through the whole set, and you didn't even have to the common decency to give me a reach around after her. Come on, I thought you liked it. I thought I made you laugh. You didn't even want to give me a reach around. <sighs> oh, well, let's get into this, guys. So, this is again from Scallywags in Fullerton, or Placentia, maybe, whoever you know, I don't know, just look it up on Google Maps and you'll find it out. And uh, let's hear it right now and we'll come back and critique it all through the night. Yeah. All right, let's check it out. All right, guys. This is my first time in a barbershop. Uh, I was like, wow, this is crazy. So this is what it looks like. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm convinced now that no matter how funny I get in stand-up comedy, I'll never be funnier than a guy that gets hit in the nuts or a crazy bum. Now, the reason I say that is because for some reason... Nine times out of ten when I walk or when I'm at a party and hanging out, 
a guy that I've, you know, hadn't seen in a while, maybe from high school, come up to me and go, Hey man, remember when we were playing Hide the Dark in Paul Glanville's basement? And you were it? And I wind up and hit you square in the nuts? Remember that? That was fucking hilarious. Oh my god, I couldn't remember that. I, I, I mean, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't know what it is, but they will always remember nut hits and never remember anything I have ever said in my life. Uh, another reason why I'm convinced now that bums are always going to be funnier than me is because I converse with a lot of other comics about material and for whatever reason I was talking with this other comic a while ago about a, a bit I was thinking about and I was thinking what if Shaggy was too high and he just started freaking out and he sounded like this hey Scoob what if NASA didn't find water on Mars but found Mars on water. <laughs> and another, that comic was definitely like, dude, first of all, that's a shitty scoop or shaggy. And not only that, but just, it's not even believable. Just stop, just don't even talk about it. But then I talk to another comic, a few other nights, and I tell him, well, maybe I'll just change it up. And I'll say, hey, so this crazy bum came up to me when I was uh, at 7-Eleven, and he just started spouting off crazy gibberish, and it kind of sounded like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, and it said, Hey, Scoob, what if NASA didn't find water on Mars, but they found Mars on water? And that guy went, Dude, that is your next closer. That is a crazy bum story. You need to tell that. So I don't understand like why one thing is not funny, but then you throw in a bum and suddenly it becomes funny. Now, another thing that's been kind of uh, weird to me is uh, Christianity. <laughs> I mean, what's up with that, right? Um, the, the, the weirdest thing, or the thing that made me doubt Christianity right from the start when I was 10 years old, is as I was learning about the Bible, I was learning about another book, and that book was National Geographic. <laughs> now, National Geographic is the antithesis, or the anti-antithesis, to what the Bible is. Whatever the Bible says, Nat Geo is saying, fuck that, there's something else. Completely different. Now, one book is saying that there's original sin and that you need to hide your bodies and everything's horrible and definitely cover up all those titties. <laughs> but then another book is completely saying, fuck that. I don't even know who God is. I'm going to have these titties hanging out in the wind <laughs> and nobody's going to give a shit. Now, Speaking of Nat Geo, Nat Geo, for me, was the internet before the internet. Not only because it was giving me information about the world, 
but it was giving me pornography. Now, I can't tell you how many times my stepdad would walk in on me, see me reading Nat Geo underneath a Bible, and I was masturbating, and he was giving a weird look like, is he masturbating to the Bible or to Nat Geo? <laughs> Whatever it is, stop doing it. And what I find even more fascinating, and what you can do to any person that believes in Christianity still, and pretty much any religion, is you can stump them and slowly turn them insane by just asking them and repeating one word. And that one word is, why? <laughs> just any anything that they say. So I believe that uh, Adam and Eve, they were perfect until they ate this apple that they weren't supposed to eat because God told them, why? I don't just because it all boils down to like when when it comes down to it comes down to the worst answer that every parent gives their child and that is because God said so now why are we turning this deity that we have so much honor for into the shittiest parent that we've ever had it's almost the laziest parent too I think that's why God even uh, comes up with these two girls, one cup scenarios is because he's so bored. And he's just thinking, what haven't I seen today? Oh yeah, two girls shitting on each other, eating it like soft serve. That's what I haven't seen them before. Man, spoiler alert, guys. You don't have to watch two girls, one cup. So, uh, I'll finish it with, I hate that I'm bald. Um... I'm growing my beard out just long enough so I can start combing it over, and then eventually I'll walk in here and say, I just need a trim. It's just straight face. Just. <laughs> but what, what I'm coming to terms with is that I have, you know, I'm a heterosexual five. I know that. Like, if I was, you know, a gay man, I was, I was just doing this uh, bit in Long Beach, and I thought I was being a little conservative and said that I might have been uh, a four, maybe even a six, and the guy in the back went, you're like a two, maybe a three, if you like bears. And I'm convinced now that that's a big gut check to the system, is that a gay guy would rather have... Lance Bass giving him a blowjob than me. And I'm ready available. I'm, I mean, I'm there. I mean, I could probably be convinced. But what I'm also coming to terms with, or kind of being optimistic, is that recently I've been finding out that if I could convince enough people that I used to be a female, and now that I'm, I'm a transgendered man, people will then say, oh, he's like an eight. Like, that guy used to be a girl? Man, he grows a better beard than half the dudes out there. And then I would definitely be an eight if I just dropped trout and showed you my dick right now. Because you, if I could convince you that, that my penis used to be a vagina, you'd shake that surgeon's hand 
and call him the next Michelangelo. Now I'll leave it on that. Uh, I guess next time I'll leave it on getting hit in the nuts. Ho ho, very funny. Ha ha, it is to laugh. All right, guys, thank you again for listening to that one terrific gem of a set. And I want to thank also uh, everybody who laughed uh, throughout it. Thank you for being so kind. And if you didn't, what is wrong with you? Those were gems right there. Those were comedic gold. And when I say gold, I'm probably meaning more like the pyrite, the fool's gold. The things that maybe look shiny, but deep down are full of shit. Anyway. Let's get right into it. Uh, the first bit, right into why nut hits are so funny and why bums are so funny as well. And I think that the nut hit kind of was a rocky start. It it kind of went over not that well. And usually, if it doesn't go well at the beginning, it kind of cascades and spirals into this huge momentum of bomb and not good. <laughs> but this was one of the first times I will say that I actually got into it and like took it on and like kind of turned it around halfway through the set. And I will say also that this was probably one of my longest sets. This was probably like, I'd say almost uh, 10 minutes, like, Oh, like eight, nine. Yeah. Kind of that long. I mean, for me, that was like almost doing two sets in one. <laughs> Usually, I'm only doing like three to five minutes. So anyway, those that's that's kind of an interesting. It, it kind of does have a different dynamic when you go in having like more time to get a premise going or to try to like work out a, a coherent thought, and it just and instead of trying to just you know spout out just punchline after punchline after punchline because you have like you know only four minutes to tell as many jokes as possible <laughs> and that's my problem is that I'm not a fast person I'm this is probably as fast as you'll hear me talk and a lot of people will probably think to yourself like this is not Daryl at all in real life he is not talking like this at all <laughs> and I am kind of amping it up for the podcast itself because I have noticed the more and more I talk, normally, the more and more I put people to sleep. And I've seen it in my real life. I've seen the moment where their eyes just glass over because whatever it is, it's either my voice, the sound, the pitch, the timbre, or it's what I'm talking about or a combination of both. But whatever that combination is, you just see them glass over and you just see the, the moment they're like, I'm not mo I'm not listening anymore to what you have to say. I don't care if you just said that you killed your grandma in cold blood. I have not I have tuned out. I have tuned out from whatever you're saying, and that's when I almost like to get fun with it. I almost like to see how boring I can get and then wham them with something really fun like I did kill my grandma or that I like to have five cell phones but only have four working why do I have that that fifth one that doesn't work because the government needs my brain <laughs> and then as soon as you say something totally off the wall like that they're like who 
they they snap to it. They just snap back in and go, what is this guy been talking about? He just said the government wants his brain or something like that. What the hell? Okay, nice talking to you, Darren. And they walk away. <laughs> oh, man, that is pretty, pretty much what, what happens. And I don't know if it's because of what my voice is sounding like or it's just because I'm like, I think it's because I run into too many words and I bring in words that don't need to be into the sentence at all. <laughs> I make a five-word sent- five sentence into a ten-word sentence, and in doing so, I've tuned out half the audience or the one person that's listening to me at like a, a you know a, a conversation <laughs> and i swear to christ so many people i know now they can't get into a conversation they can't hear they can't actually comprehend and listen to a conversation without having something distract them they're like birds for the most part people like are so much like oh there's a there's a shiny thing over there <laughs> you've just been talking to me about uh some you know political discussion for the last two or three minutes but i just saw a leaf fall off the the tree so i'm gonna go uh have be distracted by that and you're like what the hell this person's like over 40 and he's getting distracted by leaves or ice falling off of a cooler what the hell is it because I'm so boring or is it because ice is so fascinating to these people? <laughs> I want to know. Is it just they're trying to find any reason to get out of the conversation or are they just trying to like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe I should get more into this later, but <laughs> I'll get more back onto this uh, topic of this set. So right off the uh getting hit in the nuts which is 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 a true story but i think i need to come up with a little bit more uh, intensity right off the bat with it maybe bring in like a hey why don't i get a volunteer to come up on stage and show us how funny nut hits are and let me hit you in the nuts who's with me who wants a volunteer <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but it does bring into another cool thing that i have been thinking about and that is this is a true story straight up that uh bums always make things funnier and i don't know why but yeah i turned my let's just talk about how crazy uh you know, or just some dumb premise of Shaggy being too high, and then he comes up with some cockamamie story about Mars and water. And I really thought about this only after I just heard about Mars finding, you know, getting water and everything, and the and NASA going nuts over it. This is how long this joke's been around, <laughs> and uh, I finally found a way to to weave it into some stand up. And it's crazy because, like, yeah, it didn't go over well at all when I first said it. Because I just said it like, hey, what if Shaggy said this when he was too high one day? And I went into the, well, we're finding Mars. (laughs) And then he suddenly, nobody was laughing. Nobody was giving a shit at all. And then I, I talked to a comic buddy and I said, hey, this crazy bum just came up to me at a 7-Eleven and said, what if water was on Mars? And he was seriously, man, that is great. You need to turn that into a bit, man. And I was like, 
Really? Because I just did. <laughs> that wasn't, this was a made up thing. Like, it was just me thinking of some stupid premise that Shaggy could say and then went, what if it wasn't Shaggy and what was, what if it was a real person that was a crazy bum and suddenly it has life to itself. And that's what's crazy about creating jokes is that it's not just the funny, it's not just what is being said and an impression of being like, you know, oh, it sounds a lot like it, or it doesn't even matter if it really sounds like it either. It's just, is it based in some sort of reality? I think that's what makes it funny, is that if there's some realism to this, if if this somehow really happened, or if you can believe it really happened, and it's going to be that much more funnier. Like, the moment where it gets too crazy, the moment where you hear comics go, and then I was riding on top of the bus, and then I told the bus driver, hey, I hope we don't get under 50 miles an hour, wink, wink, and then you're like, dude, you none of this happened. You weren't on a bus on top of it, no less, and Sandra Bullock wasn't driving it, and none of this was going on. <laughs> but, you know... Comics like to embellish, and they like to create these giant stories. And I've noticed when I create giant stories, they don't go over well. You know, when I talk about how, when I talk about how there's all these things that happen in the workplace, and I told my boss that I called her a bitch and blah blah blah, like none of that happened. And people can read that, people can hear that in my voice, and they can they're in their mind going like, "No, you didn't. You didn't say any of this. You're just doing this for a fucking stupid joke." But that's the thing, like. But when I bring in reality on reality's terms and talk about this being like, I really just changed this into a bum and made it up, people will be like, well, that's still believable. I could believe a bum sounding like Shaggy spitting out some thumping stupid gibberish about Mars. <laughs> I've had that happen to me. <laughs> You've probably ran into that bum. If you have, let me know at thiscomicslifepod at gmail.com or hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. Twitter at the D stories or this comics life. Anyway, that's just a little plug, <laughs> but let's get right into after the bum. I kind of turned it around and of course talked about the classic comedy premise that every comic probably talks about in some way, shape or form. And it is religion. Yep. I finally got into my own tykes, my own thoughts about religion, and believe me, I could do a whole comedy hour on religion. It's definitely something that I think about a lot. I'm sure most comics do. Most comics probably have a good 10 minutes. Every good comic probably has a good 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> and I don't even think like they all have to be atheists or anything like that, too. They all can, you know... know funny premises and funny takes on uh, being believers and whatnot. I mean, everybody has their own funny spins on what this whole thing is about higher life and beyond us and the afterlife and who knows what's going on uh, past uh, <laughs> this mortal coil. <clears throat> but I will say... I feel like I could have talked a lot about this. Uh, this was just the first little thing that I ever thought about when I wanted to go on stage and maybe bring up the word uh, religion is that I find it so fascinating that when I was learning about the Bible and, and God and everything like that, I had seriously a huge collection of National Geographic no books 
at my disposal at the exact same time. And I loved them both. I read both of them, like, with the same fervor. You know, it was, you know, you're reading all these stories about God and, and doing all this, uh, you know, catechism. And I, I went and got confirmed, and I did all of that. So, you know, you you learn a lot about it. <laughs> and maybe that's the problem is that I learned a lot, which made me think this is kind of hokey. This is kind of weird. There's a lot of plot holes in here and there's a lot of contradictions. Don't you guys think about that? And everybody's like, shut up. Just, just we're all here just to, because our parents have to, they're making us be here. So who gives a shit about this class? I'm just here for the free wine and, and the, <laughs> communion wafer <laughs> but yeah i would always get my uh my pastor or whoever was teaching the class he would literally go insane because every time he brought up a story or a parable or a metaphor or anything that god did throughout this book i'd always just first question would be why why did he do that why would he ever do that? Like, what is his thought process? Is this just because he wants to teach us some dumb lesson? Like, I don't understand God. Like, God is just this guy that wants to teach us a bunch of dumb stories through our own experiences. Like, we could have done that just on our own. Like, we could all do that personally through our own experiences. Like, we don't have to have this book show us the first time this guy fucked up and go, well, let's learn from that. Like, we're going to fuck up our own selves, and then we're going to learn from our own self. We're not going to just go, oh, well, I read it in the book, so I'll just never do it. No, you read it in the book, and then you go, oh, that's the first thing I'm doing is that whatever that guy did <laughs> and then got punished for it later. But it is crazy. I wanted to get into it really about how the thing that I find most fascinating is that we're all thinking that God is going to judge us when we leave this afterlife. But we also want to judge the fuck out of people right now in the, the, the clear and living life. Like we want to do exactly what God is going to do later. So we want to double punish these people we want to punish them in the world and we're gonna also say god's gonna fuck you up too when you die except not really because a lot of other people go well if you believe in jesus and you say you're sorry really fast you're not gonna actually get fucked over in heaven you're just gonna get you know maybe a little slap on the wrist and then you get to go to second heaven or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's like, you know, not the VIP club, but it's like right next to the VIP club. Like you're like on the other side of the velvet rope <laughs> and the velvet rope being like all white and shiny and gold. But I'm just saying like, it is interesting that like back in the old Testament days, you could do anything in the name of God and people would just give you a pass. People wouldn't even judge you. People would be like, oh, he tried to kill his kid? Well, he did it in the name of God. So, hmm, we'll let him slide on this time. <laughs> like Abraham, he almost tried to kill his kid. And he, because God said, you need to kill your kid just to prove that you're in love with me. And that God sounds like a fucking crazy ex-girlfriend. He sounds like a girlfriend that I used to have that would just say, I'm going to kill myself because you don't love me enough. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up, hold up. I already said I love you. I already said I'm into you. 
Why do I need to, like, what do I have to do? I have to fucking kill like a kid to prove that I loved you? Oh, man. I thought I could just say this and maybe go down on you a few times more. <laughs> like, I didn't think I had to kill somebody. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's kind of wrap it up. And that's not what Abraham did. He didn't say, let's wrap it up. He said, oh, well, okay, I guess I'll have to kill my kid. <laughs> Don't worry, I can make more. It's all good. <laughs> anyway, he did. He probably wasn't even that bad or that great of a kid anyway. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the real thing is like every parent is secretly looking at this story and going like, yeah, I would do that. I would fucking kill my kid for to tell to prove to God that I loved him. <laughs> That's what I had to take. I'd I'd wipe that shit off the map. <laughs> oh no, but that's the thing. Like if you took Abraham and brought him into this world right now, into this 19, 2016, and you still and you found out that this guy was gonna kill his kid, and he almost did, and it was attempted murder, and he got on trial, and he was on the stand, and he was just like, "Yep." The reason I was almost going to kill my kid is because God asked me to. And, you know, you got to do what God asks you to. <laughs> the moment the jury and everybody heard that testimony, that would be the instant the, the the lawyer would just jump up and go, Your Honor, clearly my client is insane. He clearly is out of his gourd and he needs a mistrial or he needs to go to seek medical help. Medical help therapy that's what he needs <laughs> and then the judge would be like yes <laughs> yes he does case dismissed <laughs> nobody or they would be like fuck that you're just using that as an excuse you can't just use god as an excuse to do shitty things that's terrorism that's what we think anybody that's a terrorist does if you do anything in the name of god now that is remotely uh, evil or violent or anything like that. Now we are throwing the fucking book at you and we're killing you. We're not saying, oh, well, he did it in the name of God. He needs to get a pass. Nope, 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 nope. I don't care what you are. People are like on this earth going, fuck that. He needs to get tried and put in jail. <laughs> and, and maybe, probably, that's the least thing you could do. But that's the thing. I love it because people don't use that as a reason for why we don't believe anymore. People just still believe even though that is glaring them in the face going, why do we do that? Hmm, that is odd. If we believed in God so much, wouldn't we really kind of not do this stuff? Hmm, I guess not. <laughs> oh boy. But obviously I have a lot more to talk about that, but I got to get into this last little bit and that is... Why? <laughs> I guess you've heard it if uh, you guys have uh, listened to other shows. I think I have played this on uh, other podcasts, and that is that I'm a heterosexual 5, a gay 2, but a transgender 8. <laughs> and that is kind of funny in itself, and I do like playing this bit. Sometimes it works over better than other times. It kind of worked over well in this setting. Uh, I do find that it is kind of... Uh, interesting that I can kind of lengthen it and I can kind of uh, shorten it depending on how well it is going but it is one of those good bits to uh, close on besides uh, the other couple of things that I have going but all in all I will say that uh, it is a gut check because 
every time when I do say five or when I throw out the numbers, if it gets a good laugh, then I'm like, oh, wow, I really hit the nose on. I really hit the number really hard this time. But if it doesn't really get a laugh, it may be in my mind, I almost get more optimistic because I'm like, oh, maybe it's not accurate. Maybe I'm actually worse or better, hopefully better, because now I'm like, oh, okay, well, at least I'm not that ugly. Yeah, the joke didn't go, but at least I'm not ugly. (laughs) But if the joke goes really well, I'm like, oh, yeah, yep. I was right on that. I am a five. <laughs> and and it is true, though, that I am uh, way uh, uglier than Lance Bass. And I under I admit, I understand. I mean, he has porcelain skin and just a little itty-bitty nose and lips and everything. <laughs> He's, he could never be... <laughs> He is the most gorgeous thing ever. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, but I will admit that uh, I'm sure most people, if they had to choose, if they were forced to choose, they'd probably want Lance Bass to suck him off than me. And I understand. I get it. I'm coming to terms with it. And I probably wouldn't want to do it anyway. Anyway, this is getting on way too long. Uh, This has gone over way too much, so uh, I'll end it with this. Uh, Thanks again, guys, for tuning in and uh, subscribing to This Comics Life with me, your host, D. Williams. Tune in next week with a whole brand new episode of my open mic goodness. I'll have to be going to a few more open mics this week. It's going to be arduous, hopefully bringing up some new material uh, let's see, uh, maybe talking about my experiences as being a Disney character, as well as a whole lot more. Maybe, maybe also bringing up uh, a few more movie uh, tropes and who knows what else. But uh, you'll have to tune in next week to find out. So thanks again, guys. And please tell everybody that you've listened. And if you like it, if you don't like it, tell 20 other people that you hate it. Because they're going to listen, especially if you say you hate it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. And peace out. Don't, 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 don't,